Hey, what's going on there, Bible scholars? This is your friend, Brother Dell of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. Praise God for a brand new day, a day that none of us have seen before. And we ought to be glad about it and rejoice uh, in our Heavenly Father because of this brand new day. It is indeed a gift, no matter what it is you may be going through or struggling with. It is a blessing to be in the land of the living. Wouldn't you agree? Anyhow, let's go ahead and uh, get started with the episode. But remember the theme, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, man cannot live by bread alone. Ain't that the truth? But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. I love that verse. Hey, what I want to talk about in this episode is a matter that needs to be clearly explained, and I am going to do that in this episode as best as I can. So pray for me, would you please? We're going to talk about custom versus universal application, or rather, what is customary versus what has universal application, okay? And to get us jump started, I want to read some passages of scripture in the Old, uh, actually the Old and the New Testament, as a matter of fact. And we need to start with the book of Leviticus. The book of Leviticus uh, deals with um, a lot of different laws, uh, particularly the different laws uh, for the children of Israel. They were um, dealing with dietary laws, they were dealing with uh, sacrificial laws, and they were also dealing with moral law. And so to, to begin our discussion, I'm going to start, I'm going to read three passages in Leviticus, okay? So that is the third book of the Bible. We're going to start with Leviticus chapter 18, all right? And we're going to go to verse 22. And it's talking about the issue of homosexuality. Of course, this is a hot button topic, but we need to talk about it. We need to discuss it because it is just that. It's a hot button topic and people have different views on the homosexual agenda or the gay and lesbian transgender uh, bisexual queer uh, community. All right. Anyway, Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22, it says, You shall not lie with a male as one lies with a female. It is an abomination. All right. Now let's go over to Leviticus chapter 19, and we're going to read the 19th verse. All right. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 19, it says this You are to keep my statues. You shall not breed together two kinds of your cattle. You shall not sow your field with two kinds of seed, nor wear a garment upon you of two kinds of material mixed together. All right. And then we're going to go to the next chapter in Leviticus. We're going to go to chapter 20. And we're going to look at verse 13. All right. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13. If there is a man who lies with a male as those who lie with a woman, both of them have committed a detestable act. They shall surely be put to death. 
that's very serious stuff wow okay now what I want to do is put my pen right here and talk about these three verses alright now the first one talks about homosexuality uh, Leviticus 18:22 and Leviticus 20 verse 13 also repeats talking about homosexuality and that those who commit that type of um, sin would be put to death now this this is Moses talking to the children of Israel so these laws were binding upon the ancient Hebrew people and then of course in Leviticus chapter 19 verse 19 it talks about how the part that I want to really harp on is not so much about the breeding the two animals or the planting of two different type of seeds but the whole idea of different types of clothes being blended together which was forbidden in the uh, in the Hebrew community and that doesn't seem like something that's very wrong but there are views or supposed supposedly that the blending of two clothes two different types of clothes together not so much wearing two different types of fabrics that wasn't the the prohibition it was like sewing the two uh, different types of uh, fabrics together there was a prohibition against that and the um, the idea behind that is that there are some that believe that that was part of some type of ritual occultic practice that the Israelites enemies their surrounding neighbors were involved in and so God commanding his people to be totally separate and holy from all the nations that were surrounding them were forbidden from doing certain things and that is also why they were forbidden from eating certain foods and so when we talk about the whole issue or the idea of homosexuality being a sin and anybody that has that is not deluded or you know is not um, bound by the culture or is not deceived in their minds and their hearts and unfortunately a lot of people in society today are it is obvious it obviously is a sin because man was not created to have sexual relationships with another man or a woman with another woman that is simply unnatural it is accepted I, I get that I'm not naive it is it is celebrated that's why people have gay pride parades I get that too and and it is legal in the in in the United States of America for same-sex couples to to marry I, I get that also I understand that I don't accept it it is detestable it is an abomination in the sight of God I'm gonna cast my vote for God instead of society because the society unfortunately has it wrong and God help those of you who may be listening who may, perhaps may be in a homosexual relationship and you are happy about that you're deceived and you are in trouble and you're headed for destruction unless you repent I'm gonna tell you the truth uh, whether you like it or not so and maybe it's time that you heard the truth at any rate those in society who do not have any biblical discernment who do not understand the scripture believe that because homosexuality is condemned in the Old Testament that the wearing of certain garments is also condemned uh, was, was condemned in the Old Testament so therefore it is condemned in the New Testament I mean, people has gone as far as to say okay if homosexuality is condemned today then according to the old Mosaic law you can't eat shellfish you can't eat uh, shrimp because we also find out in 
in um, Hebrew in the Hebrews dietary laws that there were certain restrictions on the foods and the animals that they could they could consume for instance uh, the Bible talks about if they if you if any any um, aquatic animal any marine animal that had fishes fish I mean that had fins and scales they could eat but those who did not have those type of characteristics they were forbidden from eating in other words they could eat tuna they could eat um, halibut trout salmon but you couldn't eat a crocodile you couldn't eat uh, a sea lion you couldn't eat a dolphin they don't have scales uh, they don't have uh, rather they don't have scales and fins so there were certain animals and certain things they couldn't eat they couldn't eat crustaceans in other words they weren't supposed to eat shrimp shrimps don't have scales shrimps don't have fins they couldn't eat lobster they couldn't eat crab these things in it of themselves were not bad because God made them but once again God was separating his people his chosen people uh, against all the other nations surrounding them in the earth they had to be separate they had to be special they had to be they had to be his and in order for them to be different they had to have a different type of lifestyle which which was everything from what they wore to uh, their language to their um, religious practices and to their dietary laws so everything had to be different and that's why there was a differentiation between uh, what the Hebrews could do and what they could not do but once we fast forward to the uh, to the New Testament era we find out that the Old Testament laws have been abolished well in particular with the dietary laws and particularly about what you could wear and uh, what you could eat those things have been gone let's let me prove that to you by going over to the book of Hebrews the book of Hebrews all right we're gonna go to chapter 8 of Hebrews and I'll read it to you all right Hebrews chapter 8 we're gonna look at verse 6 first and then we're gonna look at verse 13 it says but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry by as much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant talking about the Lord Jesus Christ which has been enacted on better promises the new covenant is a better covenant in the old alright and then we go down to the uh, 13th verse of Hebrews 8 it says when he said a new covenant he has made the first obsolete which means the old covenant is now abolished but whatever is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to disappear alright so the old mosaic law is obsolete now here this is where people make the mistake alright this is where people make the error they think okay since we don't have the dietary laws anymore that they don't the dietary laws don't apply and the um, and the um, you know the sacrificial system or you know doesn't apply their religious system doesn't apply then that would also abolish the moral law that is incorrect so what God said way back during Exodus chapter 20 when he says uh, you shall worship no other gods but me you shall not commit adultery you shall not kill you shall not steal you shall not bear false witness you should not covet your neighbor's ox or his wife or anything that belongs to your neighbors those laws still apply to us today those are the laws that have universal application you follow what I'm saying whereas the religious 
uh, rituals, the sacrificial system, the priestly system, the dietary uh, restrictions do not apply to us. So we have to make that difference. Otherwise, we make the mistake in thinking that, okay, if God has forbidden homosexuality now, then that means that we can't wear, we can't wear certain fabrics. And you also have to remember that God was specifically talking to a certain people. He wasn't talking about the whole world when he made those restrictions. He's talking to the nation of Israel. He's talking to the Hebrew people. We, we, we as Americans didn't even exist yet. So he couldn't have been talking to us. But the moral law is still in force. And that's what's important for us to understand. And that's where people make the mistake. So if God condemned homosexuality back then, He's condemning homosexuality now. It's not okay for you to be in a homosexual relationship because of the fact that uh, it is God's moral universal law. It applies for all time. It's not okay to be in that type of situation. But if you want to eat pork, eat pork. If you want to eat crab, eat crab. If you want to wear a corduroy and polyester together knock yourself out but when it comes to God's moral law that's where the line has to be drawn that has not been abolished that has not gone away and it's important that you understand that that difference this is what it says in 1st Timothy chapter 4 I'm gonna read this regarding the whole uh, food uh, consumption uh, issue 1st Timothy chapter 4 let me start with verse 3. All right. Men who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from foods which God has created, listen to that, which God has created to be gratefully shared in by those who believe and know the truth. Verse 4. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with gratitude. Verse 5, for it is sanctified by means of the word of God and prayer. All right. So, and let me read another scripture to you that I, that I think it, um, it, it speaks to our liberty and it speaks, it speaks to our conscience as well. All right. So let me go to Romans, the 14th chapter. I'm going to look at the 14th verse. Romans chapter 14, verse 14. This is a good one too. Romans chapter 14 and verse 14. And this is a very good chapter when it's talking about our liberty in Christ. And it's talking about loving our brother and also talks about our liberty. And it says this. It says, I know and am convinced in the Lord, this is Paul speaking, in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean, listen to that, in itself. Now, this is extraordinary when you consider that, remember, Paul was a Hebrew. He was from the tribe of Benjamin, so he understood the whole thing about dietary restrictions and about wearing of certain clothes. And he, I mean, he was a Hebrew of Hebrews, the Bible says. So he, he had what we would call today a kosher diet. And so he says, I'll read it again. I know and am convinced in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. But to him who thinks anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Did you get that? So for me, I may not have a problem with eating squid. Now, just for the record, 
I wouldn't eat squid. I think it's I think it's disgusting. But someone else, but to someone else, a friend of mine or a family member or an associate, it may be a delicacy to them. They may love squid. I'm not going to eat escargot. Those are snails. I think that's deplorable. But to someone else, that is delicious. You follow what I'm saying? So for me, it is unclean. But to them, it is not unclean. But everybody has to be fully persuaded within their own mind. So you see the difference in the Old Testament versus the New. In the New Testament, we have liberty. And whatever you do, you do it with a good conscience. This is what it says at the end of chapter 14 of Romans. It says this. The faith which you have, have as your own conviction before God, as verse 22. Actually, happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. Now, that's provided that what you're doing is not sinful. Okay? But he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he's eating not from faith and whatever is not from faith is sin. I just read Romans chapter 14 verses 22 and 23. So here it is. This is what I want to say as I wrap up. All right. Like I said the ancient Hebrew people had to be separate from the rest of the nations surrounding them. They had to be separate from everybody that was um, in the earth at that time because they were a holy people chosen by God and God's people have to be holy and live in a holy way. They can't live like everybody else or, or how are they going to how they're going to be distinct from the rest of the pagan nations whom God was destroying around them because of their evil ways. So that's why God did what he did to keep them separate, to keep them pure, to keep them holy. And so that's why they had the dietary restrictions. It was nothing in essence really wrong with a pig. But to them, in their conscience, in their mind, because God said it was unclean, then it was unclean. And to a lot of Hebrews today, especially those who are Orthodox Jews or Hasidic Jews, they still have very strict dietary laws. They still adhere to the Old Testament law of Moses. And because of that, a lot of them are in bondage. But that's a that's a different subject for a different day. However, we who are in Christ and we know that we have freedom in Christ we we understand that we're not bound by those um, religious restrictions that God placed on his ancient uh, chosen people so and in saying that also like I said we need to differentiate the dietary restrictions and the ceremonial restrictions that the Hebrews had versus the moral uh, restrictions that they had the moral restrictions that they had not only apply to them but it applies to everyone everywhere for all time you know infinitum in other words if God condemned homosexuality before the law in Genesis chapter uh, 18 and 19 you can read that dealing with Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot uh, the men there were homosexual and God rained uh, fire and brimstone upon uh, that area and wiped it literally off the face of the math, map forever. You cannot find Sodom and Gomorrah anywhere because God destroyed it because of the wickedness of the men there, the people there. They were homosexuals. And also, it was obviously in the mind of uh, the Hebrew people because God said, you are not to lie um, with a male if you're a male as if you would lie with a woman. And because it is, dis it is disgusting, it is detestable, it is wrong. And so for people to, to, to have the idea that since God condemned homosexuality in the Old Testament, 
and um, that is not condemned in the New Testament because we're under a new law that's not true it is condemned matter of fact let me let me prove it to you uh, same book of Romans but we're going to go to the first chapter Romans chapter 1 alright we're going to start with verse 18 it says this for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because that which is known about God is evident within them for God made it evident to them for since the creation of the world his invisible attributes his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made so they are without excuse verse 21 for even though they knew God they did not honor him as God or give thanks but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened verse 22 professing to be wise they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and birds talking about idol worship or idolatry and four-footed animals and crawling creatures verse 24 therefore God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them verse 25 here it is for they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever amen this is a person who's really messed up verse 26 for this reason God gave them over to degrading passions for their women exchanged a natural function for that which is unnatural you hear that unnatural and in the same way also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty for their error I'll stop right there so if you were listening the writer Paul is saying that men have exchanged the natural use um, of their bodies and now they're, they're burning in their lust toward other men and women are doing the same thing that is homosexuality that's lesbianism and so for those who think that is not condemned in the New Testament I just read it right there to you in Romans chapter 1 and I read verses 18 all the way to chap, uh, verse 27 okay so that's what I wanted to talk about in regards to what was customary in the Old Testament versus what has universal application God's moral law even though introduced in the Old Testament the moral part of God's law has never been abolished has never been uh, done away with but the other part the customary part the religious part has been superseded because of uh, the coming of Jesus Christ and him ushering a new covenant in through his blood God bless you for listening I hope that I've been able to make this matter clear because it is a critical matter and it is important that it, that it's explained biblically and properly and I'll check you next uh, time the next episode.